Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. All right. Well, with things getting kind of back to normal, are you thinking about maybe booking a flight, a vacation, taking off somewhere? That would be nice, wouldn't it? Expedia just released its annual travel hack report. And they've got some pretty specific advice on how to save some dough on flights. The best day to book is a Sunday. Okay. At least 21 days before you want to fly. Rates start going up around three weeks before a flight. So they say the ideal time to book is four to five weeks in advance. And you can save an average of 5% on domestic or 10% on international if you buy your tickets on a Sunday. Don't be a last-minute deal guy. Yeah. Huh? They also looked at the best days to fly in general. In general, you'll pay less if you fly later in the week, meaning a Wednesday through Saturday. They claim trips that begin on Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday tend to be more expensive. January is the cheapest month to fly. June, the most expensive. Okay. It's a great example of that. So friends of mine have a family in Ireland. They wanted to come home for Christmas. Right. It's like $3,000 for them to fly at Christmas from Ireland to Canada. <laughs> if they wait two weeks, it's 900 bucks. Yes. Well, I mean, the holiday demand you can understand. Yeah. You know, around you know, Christmas time and people trying to get back and forth to family. And I guess that's where they're really going to make it. What's interesting is, you know, throughout this this pandemic now, and certainly as people are getting back to flying and and certainly traveling, what we're seeing is is flights to the U.S. are expensive. Right. Flights within Canada, which have notoriously been just gouged, like really expensive, are now all of a sudden becoming affordable. Hmm. Maybe a little vacation in the peg. Right. (laughs) That's what (laughs) a man can dream. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, moving forward uh, how we uh, how we do with uh, travel. Uh, certainly, the airlines and the, the cruise lines uh, really struggled through all of this, and so you would think that um, they will start trying any way they can to make an extra dime here or there. All of a sudden, an extra bag will cost you three hundred dollars. Right, bag of chips will cost yeah. you eighty dollars. <laughs> uh, an airline in Japan called Peach. They're now using vending machines to sell mystery plane tickets for much cheaper than they'd normally be. Wow. Each machine is filled with a bunch of plastic capsules. Each one has a code inside for a plane ticket. It costs 45 bucks. There's no way to know where you're going until you buy one. <laughs> I'd buy one for me and Maria. And she'd go <laughs> separate ways. She'd go south. I, yeah. Catch up in two weeks. Um, they're doing it at to different airports, and each machine has a list of a dozen different cities in Japan. So they're all domestic flights. Okay. The question is, would you be willing to pay 45 bucks for a ticket to, say, the peg? Right. Or, you know, who knows? Maybe Halifax is sure. on there. Vancouver, if you're uh, lucky. I'd get the peg. You get, <laughs> you'd, get, you'd get Thunder Bay. <laughs> in January. <laughs> yeah, Probably. Uh, this is a, this is a, a fun little cute little story that uh, thankfully ended well. You know, sometimes people will post a, a photo of their pets, their dogs, sitting on a suitcase saying, ah, oh, you know, they don't want us to go, right? Right, yeah. Um, well, there was a dog that uh, ratcheted it up just a notch. A Texas couple were flying to Las Vegas for a weekend getaway earlier this month. Everything was going smoothly until they went to check their bags, and one of them was five pounds over the limit. They opened it up to see if they could rearrange some things. And there, inside the suitcase, was their dog. (laughs) 
<laughs> She's a chihuahua named Icky. Really? They were shocked and didn't know what to do, of course. But an airline agent uh, named Kathy volunteered to babysit Icky for them until they got back and they took her up on the offer. Wow. That was very nice of her. Well, so hang on a second. What were they doing with the dog otherwise? It must have just snuck into the suitcase. It's a maybe, you know, like my uh, my oldest son, his girlfriend has this little cute little thing that's living with us. And he, he loves to bury himself into anything. So maybe uh, he got in underneath some clothing and they just didn't notice and sealed it up. I understand, but... You know, when you're leaving the house and you're a pet owner, right? You know, especially if you're leaving for vacation, right? Aren't you leaving a bowl out for Icky, or aren't you putting him into a kennel or something? Don't you or have maybe, a plan? Maybe a family member was going to come over and watch him, right? You know, it was just going to be a couple hours divided. But yeah, you even think you would have said goodbye to the dog before you left. <laughs> I think so. They should take this dog away from them. Or maybe they were just caught trying to sneak their dog to Vegas. Maybe. Maybe. That's quite <laughs> they possible. they came up with this story. Oh, how did you get in there? Yeah, good point. Uh, as wild as this story is, it is cool that Kathy helped because uh, the owner, this guy Jared, admitted that it uh, could have very easily ended tragic. If the bug was not overweight, little Icky would have been discovered and could have died because I don't think there's a lot of breathing. No. Or uh, no. And not a lot of uh, warmth either. I no. Don't think. No, so Icky survived. I think you're right. I think they tried to pull a scam there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're full into the fall season, aren't we? And uh, Google Trends looked at some of the uh, top autumn fall activities that people are Googling right now. Fall rock painting ideas, meaning things to paint on decorative rocks. That was sort oh. of a thing at the beginning of COVID, too. Right, yes. Uh, leaving uh, messages of hope and yeah. inspiration out. Yeah. Right? Uh, people are Googling a corn maze near me. Uh-huh. Easy pumpkin carving. Yes. Apple picking near me. You know, the apple picking thing, any of the pickings, the strawberries, the, the apples, I always just think to myself, boy, the farmers have scammed us, huh? <laughs> They have come and do us to come. Yeah, come and do my job for me. <laughs> and pay extra. It'd be like a construction company saying, hey, why don't you, it's that time of year to come to the yard and stack my wood. Right. Uh, haunted hay rides near, near me and fall color map. Boy, we love to take a drive out in the country and look at the trees. <laughs> Boy, we are so bored. <laughs> we are really looking for yeah. things to do. Well, you know, it's when we lived up in Caledon, we were right on the escarpment. And I swear, I didn't realize, because I don't think I was ever, I'm, I'm sure I probably did early on with a lovely Maria go drive around and look at trees, anything to try to get a leg over, you know. <laughs> yes, right. All right. You're looking for places to park yeah. in around the trees. That's right. <laughs> All right. I'll do it. But um, when we lived up there in the fall, I could have made a fortune. I kept saying to Maria when we first moved in, I am going to get myself a little barbecue, and I'm going to park it at the end of my driveway, and I'm just going to sell hot dogs. Right. Because my street, we lived right on the forks of the credit. It was rammed from Highway 10 into Bell Fountain, which is the little town. It's a, it's a good height. It's probably seven, eight-kilometer road right. from, from 10 into, into Bell Fountain. It was rammed. Constantly, every weekend. The with sightseers? Yeah, look at, look at the trees. Fall colors? Look at the fall colors. Because you got kind of the rolling hills there, right? Yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very scenic and pretty and all of that. But I just thought, wow, I, I could, like, I couldn't get out of my driveway. Wow, it was backed up all day Saturday and Sunday. Of course, I was too lazy to bother going to get a barbecue and hot dogs. <laughs>
That seems like a lot of effort. That seems like a lot. <laughs> Especially with all the traffic. Yeah, there. I can't get out. <laughs> what am I to do? Now, are you a family that enjoys, especially when the boys were young, would you go for the, the picnics in the park or the, uh, the, the pumpkins and the, the apples? and the? Yeah, I, well, I got out of a lot of the pumpkin stuff because I don't like pumpkin. Yeah, you just um, had to put your foot down on yeah, something. And, you know, we did the corn maze a couple of times and looking for fun fall activities. But, you know, the fun fall and getting away from other people mm. as well is tough to do because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people you drive by some of those farms right now Whew. a couple of them on the way out to Stonehenge right they yeah. are packed yes it's like the CNE yeah it's and, and good for them yep. right like you know yep. pulling in great business I saw Pingles last weekend yeah. and it was rammed and, and people were enjoying lots of pictures they got lots of toys and stuff for the kids and it was and it was great uh, but uh, yeah, I, and like the apple picking, I don't know if we did that or not. I think Adrian has taken the kids yeah. apple picking, but I've kind of worked my way into oh, yeah. that one too. Yeah, Maria, I remember the boys <laughs> going like Maria taking them for strawberries and whatever, whatever any other picking event was. Right. They, they did that quite a bit, and I, I too, I ooh, I threw my my back out. I got to right. lie down. Well, the thing with the apple picking though, you can go and just get like a big. Bag like yeah. bushel of apples and leave at a reasonable price and and leave. Yeah, because when you go and get apples in the store, it's like, why am I paying three dollars per apple? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Pingles thing. Somebody told me because I've driven by it a few times now, and it's uh, just chaos. And somebody said that they got a liquor license there. Oh, so now I'm in. <laughs> Rhea, you go pick your pick your whatever, pick your nose. I don't care. I'll be over here having a little apple wine. That's what you need in the corn maze. <laughs> a drink. They should right in the middle. Stumbling of through a bar. Yeah. I'm lost and I don't want to get out. I might as well have a drink. So there's this uh, this new thing happening when it comes to home sales. Uh, I, I'm not so sure it's the best idea, but I can understand and appreciate the struggle to. Try to come up with the money for a down payment and try to get into any sort of real estate seems almost near impossible for most. But uh, right now, the number of people who are going in, pooling their money and buying a house together like friends or couples, uh, the numbers are soaring like 771% in the last seven years. That's how much it's gone up. Hang on. Is it, well, couples, I understand. Couples with other couples. So like you and Adrian and um, another couple going in, pooling your money, really? buying a house together. Now, I guess it's one thing if you buy a little thing in, as a rental and an investment, but to actually buy it and move in together. Yeah. That's concerning. Yeah. Like even like if it was like a cottage property or something mm-hmm. like that, you're almost going to treat it like a timeshare between the yeah. two of you. But it, it just, you know, mixing big business with friends is usually... Not a good recipe. Even with family, it can be a disaster. Right. And, you know, even as an investment opportunity, at some point, there's going to come a time where one party is ready to cash out. Yep. Or wants out or doesn't, or or if, you know, heaven forbid things start going down, Mm. you know, wants out in a hurry and and not willing to, to ride it out. Yeah, you almost have to, well, you got to do all the legalese, but then you both have to have an agent that you trust because I think there'll be lots of kind of beers in the backyard where one says, I don't know if we're ever going to see more for this place than we will right now. Right. Maybe we should consider. And then the other's like, well, no, let's hang in there. Real estate never goes down. (laughs) Yes, it does. I'd be the guy, let's hang in there. And all of a sudden my million dollar property is worth $25 in cash. But, uh, yeah, you would think you'd have to have that all spelled out for both sides. 
One, uh, if you're close friends or if you're family and you all go in and you, you both throw in, you know, 40 grand or something as the down payment and, uh, and you're there. And, you know, who knows? Times, things change. Someone loses a job or somebody gets pregnant, to, you know, and, and then you have to go to your, your buddy and say, remember this agreement we had for a decade or right. five years? I, I got I to gotta, I gotta yeah. get out. I yeah. mean, that's, that's uncomfortable for both, uh-huh. you know. I'd be the one going and saying, um, I've made a mistake. <laughs> I know I only put in 10%. <laughs> My numbers don't quite add up. Yeah. I thought for sure I could cover this. But, uh, yeah, I, I understand. I could see why people do it. I just would go very... It's, it's, like, it's like buying. It's happening a lot. I saw it just up the street from me. It's like parents who are ready to downsize, sell their home, Give their kids a big chunk of change as the down payment to a bigger home. Right. They take the in-law suite or move into the basement. Gotcha. Live there basically rent-free. Yes. And uh, and then spend their winters in, in Florida, which seems to me like to be a good idea because you need probably that divide, oh. you know, that separation from each other. <laughs> okay, mom, mom, mom. January can't come soon enough. We are going to fight. Save your fights and your bitterness yeah. between your spouse <laughs> till they snowbird it down to Florida. Because that, you know, seems to me to be a, a terrific idea. They sell, they move in, they live for free. Now they got that extra disposable income that they can right. towards their it, retirement. If if you're okay with that, you know, boundary going right. from, you know, 10 minutes to zero. And, yeah, how much does your mom or dad stick their nose into your business, right? right? Yeah. I mean, if they've just heard you two have a big screaming match or <laughs> or... A loud lovemaking session. <laughs> you don't want that brought up over coffee in the morning. The Leafs are back tonight against the Montreal Canadiens. I will sit and watch this one. I always do this. I watch the season opener. All right. Then I watch the season closer before they uh, don't make the playoffs or get knocked out in the first round. I watch about two, two games a season. All right. The first and the last. And then, of course, I'll hop on the bandwagon during playoffs. I guess the, uh, the ironic thing about this is it's the same team. They're playing right. against, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the last team they played. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we'll uh, we'll see how, and it'll be just interesting to see how this all plays out, you know, over the next uh, few weeks, hopefully. Numbers stay down in regards to COVID after uh, everybody's allowed to uh, gather inside of the Scotiabank Arena and other facilities. They're all wide open now. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got to be double vaxxed, and that's all good, but still got to be careful and aware. You can still pass it around. You can still take it out of there. So you just have to have a heads up on that. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be exciting, I think. And uh, certainly the Leafs have a lot to uh, to do, a lot of work to be done this season, a lot to make up for. I mean, I know it wasn't Tavares' uh, fault for getting uh, the concussion and knocked out in the first round. But right. once again, Leaf fans, very disappointed. And uh, sh- certainly I would think the um, Kyle Dubas and Sheldon Keefe, uh, Shorzy, from a letter can I'm sure their jobs and probably even Shanahan's job is probably on the line going in. Like does a panic is there a panic moment? Like let's say a dozen games in and they've lost seven? Uh boy, I said that last year. Yeah. Right? I, I said you know the 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 honeymoon phase is over. Yeah. Uh especially with Leaf fans. They may have gotten a bit of a reprieve because fans weren't in the building mm-hmm. for all of that. Right. Uh last year, you know, but you know, this time around, it's, at some point, this team's got to live up to its potential. Mm-hmm. Um, the good news that they have is that, that, you know, that they it is a very good hockey team. So it should be a playoff-bound hockey team. But if you see that, you know, that 
picture dimming mm. partway through the season, then then you may see some changes happen quickly. Yeah, and they, I guess we said the same of them, because uh, is this season three now for Tavares? I think so, right? Because he was here for the season when you could still be in right, the seats, yeah. and then a season without anybody in the stands. So, yeah, this is season. Haven't they been considered a playoff-built team for at least the last three years? Yeah, and and, and certainly they've been a disappointment for the last, well, 50. 51 years or whatever it is. <laughs> but, uh, but even more so now. And what they've... The reputation has gotten them there in the sense that they've built a team that looks really good mm-hmm. and looks like a contender. Now it's got to pay off or else, you know, time was wearing very thin for, for them. Is it is it thought that, you know, adding guys like Simmons as they did was going to bring some toughness? Is this always kind of maybe been the problem is that they're elite but not tough enough? And now maybe they are. Did they add another piece of muscle uh, to, to help defend the stars of the team? Yeah, they've got they've got more role players in the lineup now than than you probably saw before, and a lot of it has to do with you know the salaries that right. are there. Right. Um, you know, you've got you know the likes now of like like a Michael Bunting, a, a, a kid that looks really good in in preseason action, mm. but you know, most hadn't heard of him, or they just signed a, you know Mike Amadio. I remember playing the OHL and, and just kind of wormed his, his way onto the team with a spot. Um, you know, but these aren't names that, you know, are going to be in your top six necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the real question mark, Austin Matthews is out of the lineup uh, tonight. He's injured. Mustache repair? Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, you know, Ily Mikheyev is, is out. He's on the long term. You know, you talked about Hachi. He's not there anymore. Hachi's gone. He's gone. Oh, for crying out loud! Right. I got to take him off my list. Yeah, yeah. So you got you got Soupy still. Ah, uh, good. Right. What are we going to do without Soupy? And you got Peter Mrazek as your other goaltender now. Mazzy? <laughs> Razzy? I don't Razzy, know. Razzy, Mazzy? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it was in that all or nothing um, uh, 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 biography. Spit it out, Greg. Yeah. Uh, documentary is what I'm trying to say. That all or nothing Toronto Maple Leaf documentary. I thought it was very telling. The expression on some players' faces when Sheldon Keefe was talking to them during practice. Now, I know they're all, you know, young and very rich and probably don't like hearing, you know, anything negative. Right. And he tries to be kid gloves with them because you can just see even Matthews, the face of like, leave me alone. Right. You know, I get it. Because you would think at this level, how much coaching can really be done? I mean, these guys know how to play the game. Yeah, well, and, and know how to play it better than most of the coaches do. Yeah, right. Uh, right? Um, so it it is interesting. They had a good well, like episode one or two, a good scene with kind of Jimmy Vesey, a guy who's trying right. to make the lineup. A kid right? who went to Harvard. Yeah. Then, yeah. You know, and, you know, you could see the, the that little bitterness, a little bit of animosity mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, as they're saying it, I need to see more out of you. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, okay. Thanks for giving me. Two minutes to show you, <laughs> right? Right, because right, what I can do, right? If you don't step up, you don't get the ice time. Yeah, but you know, these are also guys who, at every level of hockey they've played, they've been the best guy out there. Right, right. You know, so you, you get into this now, and you think, holy crap, I gotta, I gotta fight to just to just keep my spot or get a couple extra minutes on the yeah. team. Yeah, no, it's it's a really well done documentary for sure, Except and for- it might give you know some fans a little more insight into. You know what goes on in, mm-hmm. in around and behind the scenes of, of planning all of this because we love all armchair GM and sure. armchair quarterback fantasy sports has everyone saying ah I could do that yeah well you got to watch it because it really is the real letter Kenny 
It, like, it, it is. It's crazy. <laughs> Put the two of them side by each. It's uh, Letter Kenny is spot on. For Halinda's meets our pally, Teddy Reader's on the line. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Morning, Teddy. We're giving away Chili Peppers tickets all week long, and so Craigie wants to talk Chili Peppers yes. with you. Yeah, there's this uh, one chili, uh, one chip challenge. Have you heard of this thing? It's a, uh, it's a chip, a potato chip that's a Carolina Reaper pepper seasoning on it. And the deal is you got to eat one of them and wait as long as you can before you drink something, like a glass of milk. And I would suggest being close to a bathroom <laughs> when you eat this chip. But have you ever, Ted, uh, swallowed or had or eaten straight up a Carolina Reaper? Yes, I actually uh, grow them in my garden. Wow. And uh, got a small batch this year of maybe about, I think I did three plants. Hmm. So I think I got maybe about 40, 40 peppers in total at the most. Boy. And... Uh, yeah, they're they're hot. They're hot. I like them. <clears throat> I prefer them raw, just on their own. Uh, take a take the the flesh off of the away from the seeds and the stems and the uh, the veins on the inside. Cools it down just a little. Mm. I chop it up, put a little bit of a uh, pinch of salt on it, and then drizzle it with olive oil. And then when I'm eating, you know, you just take your your fork with a little piece of steak, let's say, and you slide it into the chilies and then pop it in your mouth and you burn but not intensely that it's just ridiculous and that you're crying i mean uh, for me <clears throat> that hot chip challenge yeah uh, well lucky lucky wouldn't even get past opening the package no he's no, done he's no. out he, not he's even in the finished. room <laughs> not even in the room he's walking by it going no no yeah. stay away from me stay away from me uh, I, I would, I, I would dive in to try and have a little spice sometimes. <laughs> Lucky's a ketchup chip has spice. Yeah. Yeah. My God, Lucky. Lucky's an embarrassment to his people yes. because oh, yeah. they eat nothing but hot peppers, yeah. and he but sweats when pepper fine. is used on They're, a dish. Well, it's interesting because uh, peppers are rated on what's called Scoville units, right? And 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 I, the hottest I've come across, and and you know, in the cooking that we do in our family would be like Scotch bonnet, and those are quite hot, I find. But then ghost pepper is one you hear a lot about. Mm. And when I'm looking at the list of like the hottest peppers in the world, that's that's number seven on the top ten. Wow. With Carolina Reaper being number one and and, and it's about a million Scoville unit difference as well. Yeah. And the and the uh, and the ghost pepper used to be number one. Hmm. And it's it, ghost pepper is such a delicious pepper. There's beautiful flavor that comes from it. It's a little bit sweet. It's got a nice bite. Uh, it it sucks you in. It slaps you in the face. <laughs> and then you once you get your breath back, it makes you do it again. And that's right. that's the great the great thing about uh, chilies. I find is that if it's super super hot, if it brings you back again, it's doing its job mm. and and bringing all the flavor out of those peppers. I think I think chilies like around here it's one chilies are a great antioxidant they're good for you mm -hmm. and they keep you healthy they keep the bugs away too because they don't like the spiciness in your blood right so mosquitoes right <clears throat> now with that uh, kind of stuff with peppers ted uh, i've noticed in using like things like jalapeno and stuff why is it when you're cutting into them and you're removing the seeds because that's like it's the hot stuff and uh, sometimes you'll remove them sometimes you'll leave them in i guess whatever your preference is but i find i get you know like with onions when you tear up i find when i'm cutting into peppers and cleaning them i get uh like a cough going is it is just the scent getting into your throat 
Well, it's the it's the the aroma that comes off of the off of the pepper, right. and so some of those fumes can be uh, pretty intense, especially on chilies that are quite hot. Mm-hmm. Jalapenos, you can get mild ones, and you can get ones that are super super spicy as well. But they're kind of mid range; they're an easy pepper right. to get into. Yeah, and then it, it steps it up. Habaneros are uh, a little bit hotter than a jalapeno, and they can they can burn nicely. Scotch bonnets are up there at the same level and then you get into the ridiculous hots of the of the scorpions and the and the dragon breath and then <laughs> and then the carolina reapers uh, i remember a few years back i had made a, a carolina reaper moonshine and i had a i had a bottle of moonshine from uh, i'd picked up down in the states like real like for the backwoods of virginia kind of moonshine the stuff will make you go blind <laughs> and i had uh, i had taken my batch of uh, peppers that i grew and it was probably about 24 peppers and chopped them up and put them into this moonshine and let it age for about a year and then my uh, one of my chefs alex rasta care bear came over and i said okay today we're going to make this uh, this sauce and we're going to use this carolina reaper moonshine and Alex like started to work with it, and he started to tear up, and the, the fumes were getting pretty strong. And he's coughing away, and he says, "Like this is way too dangerous of a job to have, and I'm just cooking." <laughs> you, uh, no. I you know, I... wearing a mask. The one great thing about having masks nowadays, because of this crazy pandemic, uh, if you put that on when you're when you're cleaning those peppers, it'll help stop those fumes from going up into your nose and. Uh, making you feel a little bit bad but chili peppers are unbelievable and you can do so much with them not just to enhance your soups or your sauces or your chilies um and and dishes like that but to stuff them so jalapeno peppers and so i like to take a, a nice plump jalapeno cut about a third of the top of it off so it looks like a canoe right Take a small espresso spoon and hollow out all the seeds and the veins on the inside. And then you take a mixture, a little bit of cream cheese, a little bit of shredded cheddar or mozzarella. Put in, a, put in about a half a teaspoon to a teaspoon of uh, cornstarch into this potato mixture into the cheese mixture Mm -hmm. because cream cheese is a low melt point so if you want it to stay inside the the pepper and not run all over the place put a little bit of cornstarch into it it'll help bind it together and then you can flavor it with pulled pork or with pulled chicken or with crab meat or shrimp and then pack it into the pepper wrap it in bacon (laughs) and then put it in your grill medium heat let it go till the bacon's crispy, and then dive on in. Dive you're going to have a great little appetizer. Oh, that sounds great. We'll do that for sure. Teddy, if people want to talk peppers or uh, bacon, of course, everybody loves to talk bacon or any other grilling. How do they get a hold of you, my friend? You're going to find me in the social media world, at Ted Grills or at Ted Reader Barbecue, The Joint. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.